This is Scott Pilgrim vs. The Minute 39. Welcome to the Scott Pilgrim vs. the Minute podcast, the show where we review and analyze the movie Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, one minute at a time. The next click you'll hear will be me hanging up, and the one after that is me pulling Dave Castile. Wait. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but he is wearing a tan jacket, like a spring jacket, and a hoodie, and a dorky hat, Sam Brown. It's not dorky. Well, you do have that outfit, so. And let's hope there's a heaven because he's thrilled to be here, Dave Campfield. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> so good to be, to be here on the fourth. Wait, was this Thursday? Wednesday or Thursday? This is Thursday. 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 So glad to be on a Thursday. I've been commuting back and forth to do this podcast every day. It's ridiculous. The traffic's been insane, but I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, it's one of those great things you do. You spend like you know, six hours round trip getting there for for. 15 minutes of solid work. You know. It's totally right. worth it. People do the same thing for sex. So anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so we pick up with Scott uh, saying they make movies in Toronto. And Wallace answers yes and says he's going to be stalking Lucas Lee later. That That is one of my favorite lines of this movie. That he'll be stalking him uh, later? Absolutely. Well, no. The, they make any, Anytime they actually make a reference to the city of Toronto, it is so well done for some silly reason. Um, which, I just, you know, the mythical land of Toronto. They make movies in Toronto, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gideon always said Toronto was one of the great cities. So that's, you know. That's what yeah, Toronto is probably one of the most used cities for American cities. For, for yeah, movies, especially, yes. Especially, uh, you know. Whenever I, I you... feel like Dave needs to move to Toronto just to I love that his city. love of Toronto. <laughs> I love that city. Completely. Like, you need to be there. In Has order. anybody here been to Canada? I've been to Toronto. I've, I've been to Toronto. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is it as magical as they portray in this movie? It's a, it's a, yes. just a big well no it's just a big city that could very easily to, be New York. <laughs> I pass over to Niagara Falls and it's funny when you walk over the bridge. I mean I walked over and drive over. It's like you're entering. Everything seems cleaner. Everything seems calmer. <laughs> everything it just becomes like a kind of it's a few years ago maybe things have changed but it does seem right. like you're entering a calmer version of the U.S. Right. So they they are, they are up there a lot less uh, on edge as opposed yeah. to here. So. Uh, <laughs> by chance when i had been there i flew in on a sunday and that city shuts down mm-hmm. it's a downside. i mean we were struggling uh the, the we we got a better meal from because we went to a ball game because i happen to be a, a toronto blue jays fan mm-hmm. and um we got we got better service at the stadium than we did anywhere else in the city because we couldn't find anything that was open right we mm-hmm. walked around for almost two hours just i mean so talking about being calmer and everything it was dead Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like we were <laughs> a little too calm. calm. It was dead. There was there was nothing. We were like struggling to eat, uh, and we happened to be in like a freaking Holiday Inn Express, which doesn't have a you know food in the in the right. in the hotel no itself. Service, yeah. There's no there's no room service. There's no bar. There's no nothing. And to date so. myself, I went there for WrestleMania, and for as many <laughs> <laughs> for as many people that were in that city at the time for that, getting around that city was easy. So it was a uh, yeah, it was a dead city. So anyway, you know. When you introduced me and you said, let's hope there's a heaven, I didn't realize that you were referencing the movie that Lucas Lee was in. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do you see the tagline on that movie? Kill me, I'm dying. 
Kiss me, I'm dying. I kiss thought it said kill dying. me. Yes. I thought it said kill me. It's better. <laughs> kill me, no, it's kiss me, I'm dying. Oh, it was it was uh, it was blurred. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the S's look like L's. I made it better. Do you guys happen to know? Sorry, I missed who Lucas Lee is based on Jason Lee. Yes, you got it. So Jason Lee <laughs> was a uh, was a skater turned actor, but you know he was never like the megastar that they made or action hero that they made. Right. They came out of the Kevin Smith movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he he's a star. There's like a lot of work, but he's he's sort of like a hybrid of uh, Jason Lee, who has that history of being a skater mm-hmm. and and turning to movies and being a good actor, and um, you know your generic movie star who's in action films. Right. You know, and so the clearly f- changed Jason Lee quite a bit. So, yeah, kept exactly. His last, <laughs> his, uh, he kept his same last name. <laughs> And they, I read in the trivia somewhere about how they got the first name. It was somebody's middle name. Oh, um, Brian. No, no, it's Brian Leo Melly. I don't remember. I read it somewhere. I didn't write down the trivia. Anyway, <laughs> cool, cool, good, good, good job, good job. Thank you for that professional <laughs> podcast. Thanks for being here. Well, I was more interested in the five uh, movies that he was in. I they were yeah. overlapping, so you couldn't quite get all the names, but I was able to find them all. So yeah, uh, let's hope there's a heaven. Action Doctor. The game is over. Thrilled to be here. And you just don't exist. You just don't exist. Okay. Good. I can fill that out here. For my... <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a trivia worksheet. We have to get all the answers. And uh, I wonder if you can buy those a, posters. A bingo box. Well, yeah. I mean, I saw. I, I found them all on their own online, so I was able to find them. But I, yeah, they, I bet you could. Some of them were based on uh, other movie posters, like the Action Doctor is very similar to the Born Identity. Um, there, the there was I forget which one it was. I didn't write Fast and the Furious, uh, Mission Impossible Three. Uh, the movie posters had very similarities with the same font and all that to those movie yeah. posters. So, anyway, uh, Scott tries to ask more about Lucas Lee, and uh, Wallace tells him that Lucas Lee's not important right now and to get out. And as Wallace plops on the chair, turns on Spike TV. Good product placement for Spike TV there for a uh, Lucas Lee movie. Cold call is what it said. Spike, who is famous for doing marathons of one particular subject for sure. days on end. Yeah, them in free form. So Scott uh, tells Wallace he sucks and uh, surprising no one and leaves the apartment. And, th- and that line is also in the book. There's a lot of these conversations that are lifted yeah. nearly word for word yep. from, the, from the books. We talked about that dozens of times, but it's always it's always delightful to me to yeah. see the same thing. <laughs> was, was that a... Because, I mean, I don't know, the whole surprising no one, was that a sexual reference? Um, I think so. Like, you okay, know, or just who sucks. Okay. Right. Cock or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just to illustrate. Hold on, let me draw this for you. Right. You... Just making sure that there, was, there wasn't something that I was missing, because that was the line that I drew, but okay. I didn't know if it's a... No, everybody thinks you're actually a dick, um, right. you know, and that type of... And those following, I think it's just it. a, a jab along with their familiar, okay, like we talked about. Right. That's fine. The, the con, yeah. But for those following along at home with the book, we are now in the second book because the first book uh, ended uh, with the bus ride home uh, from the which concert, was actually so. a subway ride in the book, right? Yeah. And then we go to uh, now we're in we're in the second book here, which you have to skip ahead because there's some section in the beginning of the second book that isn't in the movie. So yeah. Anyway, lots of backstory. Yep. Anyway, we get this great scene. I know Dave Campfield wants to talk about this scene. Was the scene from the Lucas Lee movie where he goes into a phone booth, and uh, 
it's a phone booth like in the middle of an apocalypse i guess because like there's it's there's... it's on a helipad <laughs> <laughs> but there's like destruction all around <laughs> and it's just such the perfect uh you know it, it's like from taken or something like that it's it, liam neeson could have given this it's like yeah michael even bay's taken was after michael bay's version of taken right this is what it feels like in a way and then you have the camera spiraling around. And, and there's something else that Edgar Wright did when he wants yep. to evoke cheesiness in a film. He think of the ending of Hot Fuzz when when um, the character come, Simon Pegg's character comes back to town. He puts on the sunglasses, equips himself, puts on the sunglasses, and then in a very odd way says, "This is something that I have to do." Mm-hmm. And the reason it sounded so funny was because they looped it. They looped it a little bit too close to the microphone. And when that seems to be the same thing that they're doing here with Jason Lee's character, uh, Lucas Lee, yes, <laughs> Lucas Lee, is that that's clearly dubbed. That's like overdubbed, right. and, and it gives a kind of cheesiness on top of you know his facial expressions. I'm going to disagree with what Wallace said and said that he's a pretty good actor. If you look at this clip, Lucas yeah. Lee is not a pretty good actor. <laughs> Just uh, I don't think. Was I don't that think really... Wallace cares about his acting quality. So <laughs> yes, he's more taken by him. Nailed, nailed it, Sam. It right. was a yeah. It was a pretty good looking. There was a missing word in there or something. Yes, he was. It was purely on his. Well, his you know how you inflate the quality of someone's abilities based on how attractive you think they are. Sure, it'd certainly be the case. It, well, would be it might have happened a few dozen times with me in the past. <laughs> now we haven't. But, uh, yeah, go ahead. But I want to. Uh, I've only noticed this watching watching the the movie minute by minute. You have the camera spiraling around uh, the phone booth, mm-hmm. just like you would imagine in some kind of Hollywood overdirected film. You know, it's not a that's not an insult to that kind of film. It's just they there's a lot of moving camera and there's a lot, right, of, a lot of shortcuts. Yeah, ways that they cover. Now when Scott is in the phone booth later in the same minute. The camera's doing the same thing. Yep. The camera's spiraling around, around him, just mm-hmm. the way it was. And I don't know if that's just the way that Simon Pegg, uh, that, that's the way Edgar Wright <laughs> likes to cover yeah. phone booths, or if there was a direct parallel. It, it is in the same minute. So they exactly clearly the transition from one phone booth to the right. next. It's, it's using yeah. that as the as the connective tissue between those this two. This is scenes. the phone booth minute, and definitely, I think that. The pacing, too, I think, of circling around was very similarly paced. I didn't yeah. time it, but I bet if you did, it would probably come down almost exact. Uh, yeah, that'd be an interesting split screen. Yeah. It was, it was, the thing I liked about it was it went from basically inside the, the apartment, inside the bedroom, through the television itself. Because if you watch the way the camera goes, it's mm-hmm. it goes kind of into the TV because it spins to the side of the TV, but you're still going through it. And then it goes to, quote unquote, the real world or out to whatever. Right. I mean, it's you're really kind of in three different places there. Uh, and I, I thought that was brilliant. Yep. And then, uh, t- so the line that is said in that phone booth. Yes, by please. Lucas Lee was, uh, now you listen close and you listen hard, bucko. The next click you'll hear is me hanging up. And the one after that is me pulling the trigger. It is need to bad work on your Lucas, delivery. It is yeah. bad, Lucas Lee, and it is. Uh, but it is. Uh, we, first, we'll get a chance to mention Chris Evans is uh, Lucas Lee here. So, do you, Captain America. Do you think there's a particular talent in acting intentionally badly for a character like this? Is that a skill? Do you think for, for a is. good actor to try and act like a bad actor? Yes, but not just to act like a bad actor to do it in a way that's funny. And entertaining right. right and he absolutely does 
And I think to some people out there who are, who are not very deep film goers, that, that acting to them probably seems fine. Right. But to any, anybody that's like kind of lives and breathes for cinema, that's really bad acting. And, um, but it's not so over the top where you're just thinking that's ridiculous. It's fairly, you'd almost see that acting on a, on a kind of not so great TV movie or something like that or something. Right. Or, or straight to DVD action film. I mean, I think it's very truthful. It's very consistent acting with what we've seen sometimes in these in that kind of film. Mm-hmm. So he's acting badly, just like other professionals have acted in not so great movies. <laughs> but he pulled it off definitely because you certainly I, oh, he it's it. certainly yeah, uh, it's, it's consistent. Perfect. So uh, Scott is calling knives, uh, wanting to get together nope. and talk. Hold on. Okay, the in front of the coffee shop insomnia. So. <laughs> no, no. In the phone booth, yeah. when the camera's moving around Lucas Lee, uh-huh. did you notice the tattoo on Lucas Lee's neck? I didn't. Is it three? It's a number two. Or two, I mean. Yeah. Very <laughs> good. Yeah. No, Thank you. Thank you. Sam wins. You've heard your paycheck, Sam. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Check it out. That's your last note you get today. So... All right, so uh, yes, so Scott is asking Knives if he wants to get together and talk. Knives responding if he's wearing the tan jacket, like a spring jacket and a hoodie and a dorky hat. And uh, it's right, you know, all the while, while it's panning around, Scott asks, why is Knives psychic? And then she slams her hand on the phone booth, surprising Scott, saying hey, and we get the hey title card. And then uh, we're back at the record store. Love uh, Scott and Knives looking at the cardboard display of the Clash at Demon Head, uh, and and I'm kind of glad here for the uh, subtitles or with it or with the because uh, I didn't quite pick up what Knives was trying to say that uh, T-CAD. she can't believe T-CAD? that TCAD yeah. is coming back to town. I I didn't hear it as like I thought she was trying to say a word, not trying to you know read out yeah. the abbreviation. And uh, but she asked Scott to take her to the show, and he says, "Yeah, listen," and then that's it. That's the minute. Something bad's coming. You could feel it. Otherwise, There's you no... know, Wallace is going to throw him under the bus about uh, Ramona. So. Is... <laughs> I'm going back a few seconds here. Go ahead. Is Insomnia the name of the coffee shop, or is Green Beanery the name of the coffee shop? I don't know. Well, there are like... two conflicting Green... coffee shops, and they're right next to each other, and they're going to battle I... it out. I noticed that too. Scott Pilgrim style. So be Green awesome. Beanery is a coffee <laughs> supply store. But I didn't notice that until we were just talking about it. But I think that's Insomnia with the giant eyeball. Yeah. Oh, and it's a great name for a coffee shop. It's yeah. straight out of uh, The Flash with a coffee shop named Jitters. Right. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you know it, it's brilliant. Uh, and yeah, the green beanery being coffee supply makes sense. But why would you advertise that Right. in your window? It's just weird. I think. I'm going with two competing coffee shops that are placed right next to each other. I wanted to believe that, but it, it's explicitly said in the sign that it's like... Shush. <laughs> whatever, whatever Dave wants it to be here is what it is. That's all I was trying to say, okay? Um, I like it, it, Also, in the comic is this phone booth scene, although it's not... Um, the Lucas Lee thing isn't there. So this is... I think Edgar Wright introduced that Lucas Lee scene to introduce introduce who he is and use the phone booth as that transition to this completely other set 
I, and I, lo- I love the way, like I said, like as, as connective tissue, those three parts moving into each other from the apartment to Lucas Lee's phone booth scene to Scott and the phone booth is brilliant. Yeah. Yep. Any other thoughts on this minute from anybody? Dave Camfield? Nothing else? No, I'm going to wait for the next minute. Yeah, next minute. <laughs> when I come back, after I do my commute back to see you guys tomorrow. All right. <laughs> Dave Castile, any other thoughts? Nope, I think that's it. All right, well, then how can uh, everybody meet us on the internet? Uh, you can find us on the Twitter at Scott versus Minute, hashtag why are you psychic. You can find us on the interwebs at scottversusminute.com. You can find us on Facebook at Scott versus Minute. If you feel like emailing us, you can email us at scottversusminute at gmail.com. We'd like to get an email because right now I'm getting a lot of spam email in that account. So, yeah, send us an email. And uh, So, Sam, apparently, all the people <laughs> listening are like uh, spamming agencies. Yeah, they, they definitely are. <laughs> or wherever I got my domain from is uh, doing it. So, Sam, how can, uh, how can they find us, you and I? You can find Brian and I reviewing obscure streaming movies at streamingnonsense.com. Very good. Dave Campfield, can anybody find you on the internet? You can, but I got to say, every time when you say, where can you find uh, you and I together, Sam, I, I keep anticipating where you could find us sleeping together, <laughs> sleeping together, <laughs> during a bed together, lunging up in bed together. Like, I just, uh, but you could find me at fourthhorizoncinema.com, where you can see everything about uh, my films, and my links are on there as well. It's fourthhorizoncinema.com. Awesome. You can find uh, Dave Castile and I at podcastdirby.com. You can also check out moviesbyminutes.com for all films that are doing the same thing, reviewing minutes, minutes, reviewing movies one minute at a time. That's going to do it for this minute, and we will see you all in just a minute.